Who's in the lead? Is Arendelle a place? Six facts about Norway. This is episode 11 of Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. We're talking all things Olympic and Korean culture. Well, maybe today we're focusing on Norway and not Korea. Yeah, and the Olympics is closing. It's coming to a close this week. So we wanted to highlight the country that's in the lead right now, which is Norway. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. So Norway is in the lead currently right now. We have Germany, Netherlands, Canada, and United States in the top five. And Russia seems to be lagging way back. From what we're looking at right now, they're back at like 20th place, which is very unheard of in the Winter Olympics for Russia. So this is going to be a turn of events. How many medals does Norway have altogether? Norway, like this time around or in general in the past? How far ahead is Norway from Germany? So they're tied with gold as of right now, but there's about eight to 10 medals between them. So that's a big gap. And the U.S. clearly is not even reaching that. So kudos to Norway. You know, I'm not surprised, though, because I I get Pyeongchang Olympics Instagram feed. Yeah. And every day I feel like there's another. They always highlight who wins gold. Yeah. And I feel like it's always Norway. Norway here, Norway there, Norway here. And I'm like, wow. I didn't know Norway had so many competitors. Yeah. What's interesting is I was looking at like the medals that they've made for gold. It's all skiing, basically. Downhill, individual, skiathlon, the relay, free. So it looks mostly skis, like downhill, cross-country skiing, freestyle skiing, ski jumping. So they're doing really well. I don't see them anywhere in the the track types, but those are for gold. So, hey, better yeah. than I could do. Yeah. So the last time that Norway had the top amount of gold was back in 2002, which was in the United States, uh, Salt Lake City. They had 13 gold in the end five silver, seven bronze. And so they had 25 total. And so because Russia is not here, they're already surpassed their goal. So they're at 26 this year as of right now. So it could be more. Back in Italy, Germany ended up at top with 11 gold and 29 total. So they had a great year too. And then in Canada, Vancouver, Norway is on fourth place. So they kind of, Germany is always in the top. U.S. did pretty good. Canada, fabulously. And I think sometimes this also depends on, I can't remember if you get to have more athletes compete if you're a host country, but also it's cheaper. If you're a host country hosting the games, then you can have more athletes compete because the cost of training is already done. But then the travel amount is a lot to bear for that country. So they did really well. Of course, Russia also, they they had 11 gold and Norway had 11 gold in Sochi. And so 29 total medals, no, Russia 
was awarded and then Norway had 26. So they're, they're like top competitors. But I, I wanted to talk about the population oh, yeah? <laughs> amount, which is pretty remarkable. <laughs> so as of 2016... I'm going to start with the top, okay? Okay. So I'm talk, talking about these top four countries that I like to highlight. U.S. has about 323 million, roughly, okay? Russia has 144 million, okay? Okay. That's a lot. Germany has 82 million, a little bit more than 82 million, okay? And how many does Norway have? And Norway has 5.233 million, <laughs> So they are so small population wise, yet they're doing fabulously on skis. And I think I have to, you just have to know that because of the terrain, that's why they're so good at what they're doing. So yeah, because kudos to them. Um, I think I was reading, I mean, Norway's perfect for, for winter weather, of course. Yes. But I think skis are very common way to get around aren't they in the winter months yeah they were saying also in the netherlands because all the rivers ice over it's super typical to get from one place to the other by just ice skating around and i was like yeah. so it's like venice but on ice and i was like what that's amazing <laughs> i want to take my skates and just skate on out there i mean it's like rollerblades but flat so because it would be why... level the whole way these countries, this is why these countries don't have fat problems. Because, well, because it they just have freezes to wake off. up. <laughs> they have to wake up and they have to ice skate to work. When I was in Sweden, what was really funny is Stockholm. It's basically all these little islands around the mainland. And so you would have people that live on these islands. And the only way that they can get to work is by boat. Like, to me, that was such a foreign concept. I was like, What? They don't have roads. They don't have bridges. No, they have to literally take their little boat and get to Stockholm, the main city, which is a huge city, metropolitan and everything. So on our tour, our boat tour, we stopped at somebody's island and picked them up and took them into the city. <laughs> I was like, what? You're so modern, yet you're still using a boat, a rowboat, mind you. And some of them may have had like the, the whatever you call those. What are those called? Motors? Yeah, I would just have like a motor. And that's how they get to work. And this guy was a journalist. Like, how does he get internet out at his island? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But a lot of a lot of other countries have interesting types of transportation that we're really yeah. not accustomed to in the U.S. But I think it's cool. So I'm really excited about South Korea. They're doing really well. South Korea has meddled and sports that they've never meddled before. And they did really well in Italy at Torino and then also at Vancouver, but they didn't do too well in Russia. So I'm not too sure what happened there. But so this is the top 10. Korea has made it. And then Germany makes it at the top 10, which these two countries I've always been fascinated with because they've been on the world stage in the past decade. I mean, sorry, in the past century. Basically, these countries have fallen to zero and have gotten back on their knees or feet <laughs> and they've made it to the top. So now not only that they're doing great in the Olympics, but they've also done economically fantastically and they've also done wonders in commerce and e-commerce and just made it into the, the one of the best countries. And they get invited into these committees 
because they're one of the world best business type countries. So I just really excited to see both of these countries do really well. And of course, Norway, you're doing fantastically. <laughs> People watch the Olympics, not for the sports. And let's be honest, curling, curling can be a boring sport. <laughs> I mean, to watch for long periods. Now, I've heard that it's great, and there are a lot of people who love curling, but these guys make curling very interesting to watch with their fashion statements. The Norwegian men's curling team. Not only are they good, but they are fashionable. <laughs> yes, they're very fashionable with their <laughs> trouser pants. They are known for all kinds of trousers. They've got floral trousers. They've got polka dot or like, yeah, like dotted trousers. Swirly. They have checkered trousers. They have camouflage. Swirly, swirly patterns. But this past week, they had the best ones. What were they? (laughs) Heart pants. They wore trousers that were different shades of pink, but primarily like a hot pink. With different color hearts. And these weren't girls. No, this is the men's curling team. This was the men's curling team, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the men's curling team. But not only are they wearing these heart, like bright pink heart pants, they're wearing them with red and navy blue shirts. (laughs) Yes. It hurts. Totally. It hurts to look. But I hate more power to them. I love that they want to be individual and that they are standing out. I mean, checkered pants. I just want to know who supplies these pants. Like, do they have a personal personal designer <gasps> who I don't designs know. the trousers? Or I do buy they one. just head over to the mall and say, hey, we just want this pair of pants in all these sizes? I'm pretty sure they're designed. I wonder if they just have someone's grandmother just making them every time. They're like, oh, uh, grandmother, we need some more pants (laughs) there's even a facebook group dedicated to the norwegian men's pants not the team just the pants and let's see at the time i'm reading this article there are over four hundred and eighty thousand followers so maybe this is what made curling so big are the pants but they also have matching jackets, too, with their pants. Yeah, I've seen that. A lot of football players are doing that now where it's like they pick a pattern and then just it's just crazy from top to bottom. So if you know where to buy these pants, we really want to know. We, we want to buy these pants. Okay, I found out. So apparently the pants are sponsored from Loudmouth, which is a company that makes pants. And so they they pay for the pants. So I wonder if they have, they kind of, they they create the patterns or something. I'm pretty sure. But I'm not going to lie. Um, I think they do wear the pants to draw more attention to the sport of curling. Because. Oh, they look amazing. I mean, like, when, did cur- when did curling become. They just have a really great sense of, sense of uh, humor, personality. The personality. Yep, I'm all for it. Because you're seeing the same boring things over and over and over again. So Loudmouth does mostly golfing. Yeah, they do kind of look like golf pants. Golf. 
Dude, they have pretty crazy awesome shoes. Okay, so us.loudmouthgolf.com is where you can get your pants. They also have shorts and they also have shoes, high tops. Just just go check it out. They have Mardi Gras pants right now on sale. And then they have ones that look like for Toucan and Hawaiian. And oh, of course, of course, Heidi, what's coming up? What's green? It's coming St. up. St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, they have pants for that too. They have pants. You know what? Too. I think I have seen, I don't know, there, this like crazy pattern type suit is becoming more and more popular. Some of the department stores now are actually selling suits, <gasps> Christmas suits during the holidays. Heidi, Heidi what? some of the girl what? pants have Hello Kitty on them too. I wonder if we'd get a free coffee if we wore those to the Hello Kitty cafe <gasps> in Korea. Okay, we need to get back to topic. But check it out. Okay, can I just say something crazy? I love crazy. You know, Norway wasn't ever a country that was really on my radar. But and yeah. I bet, let's be honest, people, it wasn't on your radar either until what Bum-bum-bum. came out? Frozen. Frozen came Da-da-da. out. Let it go. Let it go. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Cute little Frozen, the Disney movie. And then people suddenly were like, whoa, this is a a wonderful movie. Just kidding. I was really annoyed because kids would sing it all the time. It doesn't matter where you were at. You were in the Walmart grocery line. You were at the dentist office. You were anywhere. You could could be anywhere. And there would always be someone singing the song. Oh, and today, I was in Walmart today and they were playing Let It Go. Like, were they really? <laughs> yes. And everybody was singing it. I was like, am I in a movie where it's, this is a musical? Why is everybody singing this song? This is creepy. Please. Yeah. It's is weird. this a I bad almost, dream? <laughs> nightmare. I used to tell people, just let it go. But now I can't even do that because as soon as I say that, I want to start bursting out in song, even though I hate myself for wanting to do that. So the movie Frozen, a lot of the scenery and the icy cold weather is all inspired by the country of Norway. Really? Yes, really. Even down to the buildings and the little village that Elsa and Anna live in is very, very typical Norwegian type village. Tall, tall, steep roofs so like the snow will fall off easier and yeah that kind of thing and the carving really 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 cute cute so much that there's even in norway there's even a church called saint olaf's church (laughs) and i'm wondering if that's where they got the name olaf from what do you think probably but yeah so there's norway has a lot of area near water as well norway is a great place to travel to I think. I think it's now made it to my list because you can also go to Norway to see the Northern Lights. I didn't That's I didn't realize true. that was a prime place to go to see the Northern Lights. So while you're there, you can check out St. Olaf's Church. Let me know if it's worth going to. But the cool thing about these churches is like for instance, there's one called the Borgun Stave Church. A stave church is structurally very very interesting to me i don't know if you've seen these carmen or not but they're kind of medieval slash wooden 
Biking. But they're very common in northern northwestern Europe. And they have tall, tall steeples. And it almost looks like someone took a bunch of building blocks and stacked them on top of each other. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're a kid and you're playing with your building blocks and you have different shapes and sizes and you just stack them on top and it's very different from our churches. Well, they have lots <laughs> yeah, with of shingles. Block shingles. You got to think about too, It the people may not have been tiny because the inside of the churches look tiny. It's cold there. So you kind of have to think, okay, less space, more warmth uh, with a group of people. So the spaces look absolutely so miniature, but it's I'm pretty sure it's because of the, the weather is so harsh over there during the winter. I don't know, but they're really cool. I like this type of building. It just makes me feel like I'm in a little, little medieval town. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the Burgundstav church is between like the 1100s and 1200s AD. So it's so old. And what's cool about it is that I know of, I don't think it's ever been burned down. And Heidi and I went to a lot of places in Asia, which we were like, whoa, this is so old. Well, most of them are have been rebuilt at one point in time because they were burned down to the ground. <laughs> so... If this one's like the the one, I think it'd be really neat to see something that old. And just the craftsmanship yeah, looks so neat. I think so too. But here's the thing about Norway. What? Depending on what you want to do depends on when you should visit. Because of where they're oh. located. Yeah. The days. The beginning of the year is yeah. very cold and very dark. So they have a longer dark days and it's very cold but mm. that's great like january and february those months but it's great if you're trying to do some cross-country ski trails or if you <laughs> want to go see the northern lights that's true what's the best month but the best months to go to norway is june july and august because the temperatures are not much warmer and the daylight hours are long mm. so and they're on the, the northern is, hemisphere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I always um, have to think about that because I grew up on the other side of the world, like Australians, southern hemisphere. So all our seasons are backwards. So I always have to remind myself the rest of the world, they're in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to get in June, July, and August, you're going to get the best months, but it's going to be a lot pricier. And they say, watch out for the insects. <gasps> Are uh, they big? If you're, if you're around the marshlands. I don't know. It just says bitey insects. And I don't like those two words together. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't like the word bitey and insects in the same sentence. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every time I go north, the bugs get huge. Like, I've heard people that have gone to Alaska, they're like, the mosquitoes are, like, as big as your hand. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't no, thank want you. to see that, you know? So that's why I'm just curious. How big are they? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you go and find out? And then... Well, I want to go now. This looks so cool and so pretty. Luscious green. And when it's not yeah. snowing, of course. It's beautiful. Well, if you're a fan of Disney and you want to go travel to Norway, Adventures by Disney has a travel package that you can go and see a bunch of Norway, like the best places and even some of the places that inspired Frozen. Whoa. They look really beautiful. 
That's awesome. I wonder if Norway has good bread. I wouldn't be surprised. I want bread. So I looked up the best food. They have pancakes. Oh. And then they have like these like flat pancakes like rolled up that you could have as well. Everything else looks very, uh, I mean, meatballs and salted cod. So you would have a lot of pickled items. Because of the snow and the harsh conditions. So you'll have pickled stuff. You'll have salted stuff where it's like jerky by the end. (laughs) I don't see any bread. Now's a good time to talk about some interesting facts. Because we're on the topic of food. And me and Carmen have some interesting facts about Norway. And yes. my number one favorite interesting fact that I found out was, did you know, Carmen, that Norway introduced salmon sushi to the Japanese? I didn't know this. I love salmon. I feel like my entire my entire thought process of Japanese having the best sushi just got blown up. Because But if really, salmon is not, not native of Japan, it makes sense. It does. I, well, it's not the sushi. The sushi didn't change. Like, the sushi wasn't invented in Norway. It's just putting the salmon on sushi, which is my favorite. Salmon or tuna. Yeah. And so... I do like salmon. I guess that Norway probably has really good bread and salmon. I don't see bread, Heidi. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, in the Disney adventure pictures, they were walking around with big loaves of pretzel bread in their hands and smiling <laughs> like it was... No carbs whatsoever. <laughs> I just saw popular on the web, so I'm pretty sure you there there is bread. I don't know. It looked Pretzels. delicious though. They have cloudberries. And then Carmen, my second interesting fact is: Did you know that in Norway, the income and the wealth are public record, and you can view them online? So I could type in your name right now and find out how much you're worth and how much you make. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> You know, because yeah, it seems like a bit of um, privacy issues. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> because I said I could do that <laughs> to you. I used you as an example. No, um, I mean, I think, growing up, my parents never revealed what they made, you know. And so well, it's kind of private. I, and I never wanted to show them how much I made either. So, yeah, <laughs> but that is really interesting. Well, I wonder how this affects the the job market. Because at least lately, you know, here in the U.S., we have a lot of inequality when it comes to pay between like men and women or minorities and stuff like that. And so as a woman, if you know someone is in a position and you're in the same position and you you would find out they're making more than you because they're a male or you have better qualifications and that other person is making money, even if it's another female, I think that would I, I would be pretty mad. But see, in Norway, everybody already knows everybody's salary is going to be public. So I wonder if there's less of that. Because if I was in Norway and somebody got a job and I knew I had better qualifications than them and I got the secondary job, I'd be Googling their names. Yeah. Find out how much they got paid. Yeah. I just still think it's private because it's it's a contract that you do with your employer, and, yeah, and so I, I don't think I don't think it should matter that just if you got if you got less pay, that means you didn't do a great job negotiating. <laughs> 
You didn't put your foot down. No, that's not always the case. But I mean, sometimes it happens. Um, for example, like what if you're self-employed? That would still be public record. Yeah, but you would still be able to negotiate how you really should be paid. And if they don't want you, then you go find somebody else. But what I don't like, income, whatever, but the wealth is what bothers me. I don't stash things around, but I really do like to have that to me. That's private. (laughs) Yeah. My third interesting fact that I really did not know about. So this was me really learning today is that the Nobel Peace Prize is awarded in Norway by a Norwegian committee. Yeah, that was one of those weird facts that I learned when I when I was in Stockholm. The ceremony starts in Stockholm and then it kind of moves to the blue hall with the royal family is there with I think it's like 1300 guests and then everything moves to Norway. <laughs> so you have like a double I can't remember if it's like a double Very ceremony or or they ran out of space. But it always starts in Stockholm and then it moves to Norway. And I can't remember which part is which, but it's what you normally see from Stockholm is the televised version. Sometimes they always televise that one, it seems like, rather than the one in Norway. So it's weird. I don't know why. And I can't remember. (laughs) It was a really cool tour. So I would totally do it again. So what are your interesting facts? Yeah. So I love Ikea. So the line of Ikea, the sofas, the coffee tables, the bookshelves, media storage, and doorknobs are places in Sweden. The beds, the wardrobes, the hall furniture are places in Norway. Interesting. And then the carpets are named after places in Denmark. And then the dining tables and the chairs are places in Finland. So that's why I have such a hard time pronouncing all these words or the line of design because I have no idea how to pronounce any of them. Swedish is hard enough to say all together and then introducing all these other Scandinavian countries. Ah! <laughs> oh, it's so confusing. But I thought that was really interesting that they it's places. I thought it was like just names that they gave it, but it's not Yeah, it's I didn't places. know that. So now you know. And Back in the 90s, do you remember the energy drink called Surge? Yeah, I do. Okay. I didn't grow up in the 90s. I mean, I did, but not in the United States. <laughs> so I don't remember this drink, but they have the same thing. It was like thing. a citrus. Yeah. A citrus they have the same soda, thing, kind of? but they renamed it to Urge. And so you can buy Surge or Urge in Norway if you are so desperate you can go buy it yeah there. because this was well it's not an energy drink it's a soft drink it and it oh. was Coca-Cola's way of competing with Pepsi's Mountain Dew has lots of sugar in it though so that can yeah, be has a lot drink. of sugar <laughs> yeah I, I just think it's funny because like in Korea they would have like name brands but they were knockoff so one time we went to I can't remember. It was a festival and they had, instead of Sharpies, they had Skirpies. Do you remember that? That's funny. (laughs) Oh, okay. My third one is, I'm just going to be reading this one off. It's on several websites, but it's in 1251, Henry III of England was given a polar bear by the King of Norway and he kept it in the Tower of London on a long chain so that it could swim in the Thames. Aw, so it gave him little freedom, but kind of kept him. A little freedom. 
<laughs> That's so um, sad. I know, but it, at least they got the to polar swim. Polar bear needs more than a little leash. I know, but you know, like we always think, everybody back then were all barbaric. So sure, no, just kidding. <laughs> it's just weird that a polar bear, not, not a statue, but let's give you a creature, a huge creature that you can have. That's just weird. Yeah, I mean, but when you are a king or prince, you can do whatever you want. You can give an animal. I guess so. How much does it cost to give a polar bear? I have no idea. I wouldn't want a polar bear, though. Those things are dangerous. Everyone, when you see a polar bear, run. (laughs) Run for your life. They're not nice. They're really dangerous. Yes, they are. They're cute, and they're always carrying (laughs) Coca-Colas. In your imagination. (laughs) You've watched too much TV. <laughs> They're cute and cuddly. Oh. Oh wow, the price of a polar bear. Are you ready for it? If you shoot a polar bear, it costs $15,000. Why would you shoot the meat? So how much are they? I don't know. So 15,000 to kill one. So get your rifles everyone and just go get one. <laughs> Well, it Uh, says their conservation status is vulnerable, population decreasing. Just leave them alone. They'll they'll be fine. But it was so sad. Like just leave them by themselves. The day that I went to the zoo, yeah. The day that I went to the zoo, it was hot, and the poor little polar bear had to stay down in his cave. Oh, that's no fun. Because it was hot. Well, then, you know, North Carolina got this big snow recently. And then, so he was the all happy. Ash, they were so happy. The Ashbar <laughs> Zoo posted a picture and they kind of let the polar bears wander around because everything was packed full of snow and they were loving it and they were out playing and rolling around in Aww. it. And see, they were happy polar bears that day. See, I wonder if they can defer them a little bit. Like, like shave down their hair or something during the summer to keep them cool. Hmm. I don't think you would they have to put the that. thing asleep for a while though. Give him a little nap. Oh my gosh, Carmen! He wakes up with a new haircut. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's summertime. Poor, poor polar bear. I want to save it from you. Why? He just would have a nice rocking hairstyle for the summer. We do that with our poodle all the time summertime exactly a polar bear is not a poodle (laughs) i know but they should not be kept in south carolina either for the summer poor thing he's so hot (sighs) didn't say south carolina said give your polar bear a haircut thanks everyone for listening this is travel junkies and you can check us out at nextstopchannel.com or our instagram at nextstopchannel When I finally do what frozen things do in summer. I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. In summer.